Welcome to the next big thing in professional wrestling podcasting. This is Roz Gibby with your host, Zachary Gibby. Welcome to the Raw is Gibby podcast. Coming at you from parts unknown, it's me, it's me, it's Zachary Gibby, bringing you the next big thing in wrestling podcasting. If you're listening on YouTube, remember that if you like this podcast, to leave a like and subscribe to the Raw is Gibby YouTube channel to get you up to date on the latest wrestling reviews and news. Don't forget to also leave a comment on the podcast if there's anything you want me to improve on for your future podcasts. If you're listening on Podbean, let the people know about this podcast. Share this podcast on Twitter or on Facebook. Let the people know. So on this episode of the Raw's Gibby Podcast, we are reviewing the Monday Night Raw that occurred this week. So we shall start off with the Shield segment in the ring against uh, Evolution. Um, the Shield came out uh, to talk about uh, their match that's going to be coming up at Payback uh, with Evolution. Um, so essentially it's Dean Ambrose um, talking about the beatings that Evolution gave them last uh, week. And uh, saying how they're not going to back down. Uh, this was a pretty solid promo. Um, they seemed to be a little bit nervous. I don't know about you guys. But they didn't seem on their game as they usually are uh, this week as they were other weeks. Um, but it definitely wasn't a bad promo. It was uh, cool to see uh, the shield run over and get at Evolution. Um, and leaving Evolution on their backs. Uh, usually we've been seeing uh, the Shield kind of having their backs on the ground, um, but it's nice to see a little bit of a shift uh, to equal out the uh, feud. Um, but this was definitely an interesting segment, and uh, it'll, they've announced, I believe, that there is going to be a rematch between the Shield and Evolution. So it seems like Batista is going to be a part of that match as of right now. Um, but it'll definitely be interesting, the match, their first match at Extreme Rules was just really, really, really good. So I'm glad they're doing a rematch. Um, I believe they're starting to uh, build up more of the Reigns and uh, Triple H feud that apparently they're planning at SummerSlam. Um, but we'll see. Um, they talk about it a bit more in this next segment, uh, which I'll go at later. But yeah, this was a solid segment to start off the show. Um, definitely... Uh, a good way to uh, start off the show with the Shield uh, beating Evolution. Um, so yeah, it was a good segment. Um, so the next uh, segment we have is our first match of the night, which is Rob Van Dam versus Jack Swagger. Um, I don't know what they're doing with Van Dam. I don't even know why they honestly brought him back. Um, Van Dam has been doing absolutely nothing at this point. He's kind of. I know he's a part-time guy. And I know that he's probably there to um, put over some guys, but he needs to make himself look like a legitimate threat in order to actually make those guys that are getting over look good. Um, That's why Jericho's stuff worked, because he immediately went for the WWE title when CM Punk was champion, uh, giving people the thought that, oh, you know, he's a legit legit contender. Uh, But anyways, that's just my little rant. Um, Swagger, uh, I just feel bad for Swagger. He's got a great manager with him, and he's just being pushed down even more and just taking on lower mid-card matches, which is disappointing to see, although it is partly his fault for what he did. Um, but it still shouldn't uh, make the guy go down that far on the card. 
Um, so you had Adam Rose come out for the segment. Um, you had a bunch of his party goers. I think JTG is in the uh, party goers, but I'm not sh- too sure. Um, so that's quite interesting. I'm glad they're doing something with JTG because honestly, he has been doing nothing as of now. Um, but Adam Rose is bringing some interesting uh, uh, stuff to the ring. Um, I think Rose is an interesting character. He's definitely a mid card character. I it just it just screams jobber all over, like maybe glorified jobber, but he his gimmick just screams jobber, and I don't know what they're going to do with this gimmick to make him seem like a legitimate mid-card contender. Um, Look at how Fandango is going. He's not jobber status, but he's lower mid-card, and it's just going to be interesting what they're going to do. Adam Rose just reminds me way too much of Fandango, Um, so I don't know what they're going to do there. Um, We're going to probably have a swagger, and um, Adam Rose match at Payback, and that will probably be uh, Adam Rose's debut. I'm glad they're doing these uh, debuts at pay-per-views. Um, I'm fine with that as long as they build up the guys well. Um, it's I think though, uh, as of now, I don't think it's really necessary for Rose to debut at Payback. Um, it'll probably be more uh, suitable for him to debut on Raw. Um, yeah, I, it's, that's, that's personally what I feel about Rose. I think Rose could do something, but, you know, it's just, it's not really, uh, um, it's not really, uh, Rose's time to go move up into the main event status. Um, so yeah, that was the Rob Van Dam Jack Swagger match. Um, we also, before I go, Go on to the next segment. Uh, before the match started, Zeb Colder ha- added Adam Rose to the deportation list. Uh, it's quite funny uh, how Coulter has a deportation list on a picket fence. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting uh, uh, what they're doing with uh, Coulter. Um, but they really need to start doing more for Swagger. So the next segment is Alicia Fox versus Paige. This was an interesting segment. After the match, because Alicia Fox totally freaked out, and I thought this could uh, build her up as a good contender for the Divas uh, title since AJ Lee is gone, and I guess they're not going to continue the feud between Paige and Tamina. Um, so I guess they need to build up uh, some new characters, and I Alicia Fox is a good wrestler, and I'm glad they're doing that. Um, it'd be cool to see Natalia, though, but um, I think they're saving her for something else. Um, so, yeah, it w- after the match, we had Alicia Fox throwing a temper tantrum and just destroying everything, uh, which could lead to something very interesting in this feud that could actually make uh, the, the, the division, the Divas division itself, uh, much more interesting. Um, and it helps uh, build up new characters for the Divas division so that um, Alicia, sorry, Paige can look uh, like a credible women's champion. Um, so I think this was a good segment. Um, I heard that she, um, quit on the WWE app. Um, which when I heard that, I thought that at the time this was a wasted moment. 
Um, but now from what I'm hearing, it's uh, more the fact it's storyline. So that's good. Um, I think that's an interesting way of doing the storyline. Um, so yeah, this was a good segment. Uh, and the match itself was pretty good. Um, but definitely the way they built up uh, Alicia Fox's new character is definitely interesting. So the next uh, segment was uh, Daniel Bryan addressing the fans. Um, Daniel Bryan came out to announce that he was going to have neck surgery. Um, this is what, from what I read, a uh, legit um, injury by Daniel Bryan. Um, so that's quite disappointing to see. Um, one of my uh, fans on Twitter responded, what are they, asked what are they going to do now? Are they going to vacate the title? What should they do? Um, I don't think they're going to vacate Daniel Bryan's title because I've been looking at timelines and they said it could go just after payback um, and the earliest it could go was actually before payback but from the way it sounded like he's going to miss pay, payback um, so I think they can handle without the uh, championship in the main event uh, for a pay-per-view um, so I don't think it's that big of a deal I think it'd be stupid for them now to vacate um, the title Um so it'd be interesting uh, what they're going to do. I know they said that they were going to announce on Raw what they're going to do with the WWE World Heavyweight title. Um, it's going to be interesting what they're going to do. Um, I don't think they'll vacate the title, but I think um, they're going to have uh, something, I don't know what, to help uh, patch, um, fill in that open spot for the World Championship. And maybe that means uh, having the U.S. title defended, actually defended, um, by Sheamus. But I'm not sure. Like, I don't know. Um, so this was a good um, promo. Bad news, obviously. Um, I just it's it's disappointing to hear that, especially the way Daniel Bryan's been going. Um, but really, um, the storyline for Daniel Bryan hasn't been going very well for him and Kane. So he kind of got out of there, had a good time. I was surprised that they were continuing the feud between Daniel Bryan and Kane. Although the match was great, I actually thought it was a pretty solid match, uh, especially the flaming table. Um, the the sto- well, the way the storyline was going was very uh <clears throat> was not very going very well. Um so I guess he got out of there at the right time. Um so I guess this is Kane's last hoorah. Um, I think Kane's going to retire by the end of the year because um, he's getting older too. Um, so it'll be interesting what they're going to do with the title. I don't think they're going to vacate it, and I don't think Daniel Bryan will be out as long as people think. Um, from what I've read, it's not that bad of a neck injury, but um, you know, neck surgery is also always very dangerous, especially when it comes to wrestling. Um, so I guess we'll see. Um, but they're having the, uh, surgery apparently tomorrow, uh, as I'm recording this. Um, so I guess the, the way the surgery goes is how they're, what they're going to do with the WWE title. So I think we should pay close attention to that. So, uh, the next segment we had was a uh, white family versus John Cena and the Usos. Um, this was an interesting match. I liked the match. Um, a lot of uh, great action happening. Um, it's so cool always to see Luke Harper hit a drop kick. I mean, a guy for his size shouldn't really be doing that good of a drop kick, but he does. 
Um, it was also cool seeing the Usos both doing the super kick. Um, that was also very solid. Um, it was kind of just the standard uh, tag match a little bit, but there were some good stuff uh, going on in the match. And uh, <clears throat> it's, it's really cool. Um, and the Wyatt's last line is just a very... It's, it's hinting something, and I'm interested to see where this is going. The storyline itself for the Wyatt family versus John Cena has been great. The matches have not been so much, um, especially the Extreme Rules match. I was very much disappointed. Maybe it was my high hopes, um, but for a storyline of this caliber between Cena and Bray Wyatt, um, I think uh, it, they should be producing better matches. And it's not uh, Wyatt's fault, really. It's it's part it's partly Cena's too. I mean, let's be honest. Cena can't ha- work a steel cage match at all. Um, it, it's I don't know anybody that can make a steel cage match boring like John Cena. Um, so, I nothing against Cena because I think he has his moments to be a really good wrestler with the right people. Um, but he doesn't know how to work a cage match, so he needs to do something different other than a cage match. Um, but yeah, it was your solid standard, uh, tag match. Um, but it was an entertaining tag match and just the way this, uh, feud is going between the Wyatt family and Cena is, uh, going very, uh, interestingly well. Um, so the next segment is evolution responding to the attacks, um, it's it's interesting uh, what Triple H said. Um, he I I'll look up a quote here, but I believe he said something like Roman Reigns will be the member that does not come back from payback. I believe that's what he said. Um, interesting that he points out Reigns here in this uh, promo. Um, so this is foreshadowing something, uh, probably for SummerSlam between uh, Triple H and Roman Reigns. Um, it's good that they let uh, Triple H do the talking. Um, I know that uh, Triple H can sometimes be hit or miss on the microphone, um, but you know this was this was good in terms of the circumstances, and the way that uh, Triple H uh, played it off on the microphone was very good. Um, <clears throat> and then there was uh, the Shield attacking. Uh, th- there was the surprise attack, which I didn't f- really feel was kind of necessary because they already attacked Evolution once, so I thought. The second attack was kind of lacking a bit, um, but it's it's interesting where they just how they're gonna keep going with this evolution and shield feud, um, and I'm liking the angle where they're saying Triple H built them up, so now he has to build them down, which goes to his internet character of burying people, um, but it's it's definitely interesting uh, this uh, feud, and I'm interested to see. Uh, how it's going to end up at payback, especially with the way Batista is going right now. Um, so yeah, it was a solid promo. Uh, the attack um, wasn't really surprising. It was kind of lacking, considering that they had a brawl earlier. But it definitely wasn't bad brawl either. So uh, it was a good segment. Um, so the next match we had was Natalia versus Nikki Bella. This was stupid. This was stupid beyond mo. Just stupid. I don't understand this storyline. I mean, I know you're trying to relate Total Divas to your storylines, but that's a stupid storyline. I don't care about a painting that Natalia did. I don't care. I want to see wrestling. I don't care. 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 
And the match itself was just poor. It was poor. The victory roll, poor. Everything, poor. Just poor. It was not good. It was just not good. And it it just it made every little thing that uh, that little glimmer of hope in the divas division um, earlier in the night just vanish. It just made it seem like that that glimmer of hope was just not there. And I don't care. I don't watch Total Divas, and I'm sorry for the fans that do follow me and do watch Total Divas, but it's I don't watch that show, and I don't want Bo going into WWE storylines. Um, and I don't care about a stupid painting, and I don't care that it's going to be a storyline. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Did I mention I don't care? So, that's what I felt about this match. I don't care, and it was stupid. Moving on. Um, Sheamus versus Curtis Axel, and then Sheamus versus Ryback. The Ryback and the Ryback. Um, and Curtis Axel. Um... Apparently, there was a coin flip on who could face... Uh, I missed some of this segment, to be honest. So, I'm just... I'm on Bleacher Report just looking back on this. Um, I saw the Ryback versus... Um, I saw Ryback versus Sheamus, not the Ryback. Um, I saw Ryback versus Sheamus. Um, and I'm amazed at how much Ryback has improved over the past year. He's gotten a lot better and he's working a lot better matches and Sheamus uh, also worked a very good match with Ryback um, but from what I've heard he didn't have a very good match with Curtis Ax- Axel and so which is not really surprising because Curtis Axel is kind of just bland he doesn't have a very good character um, solid wrestler but not a very good character uh, no charisma just none I can't believe that WWE gave Paul Heyman to this guy. I'm all for pushing talent, but it has to be the right talent. And Curtis Axel was not the guy. Um, but Ryback uh, had a very, very good match with Sheamus. Um, it was just a, a classic brawler match. And Sheamus is known for very good brawler matches. And Ryback is just improving. And I'm glad to see that. Because... Um, Ryback has a great, apparently shows a lot of great uh, personality on Twitter, and I'm glad they're finally sort of honing that in into the WWE storylines. It's just, it it was great stuff, and I'm glad uh, that that Ryback is improving. Ryback is improving a lot, and I did see potential in him. I know there was the people that said he wasn't getting over, but here he is with the Feed Me More chance behind him when he was face, and... He, he 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 knows how to get over. He knows how to get over, and he's he's doing a good job as a heel. And I think he should go after the U.S. Uh, title. I would love to see a Sheamus versus Ryback match. Um, I saw a lot of people on Twitter complaining that they were seeing a Sheamus versus Ryback match. But when I saw the match, I'm like, they gotta continue this. This is really good. Um, because Ryback is just improving, and I guess they share very good chemistry with Sheamus. Um, so yeah, apparently the Curtis Axel one was forgettable, but the Ryback versus Sheamus match, um, was good. So, uh, I, I like that match. So the next segment we had was Stephanie McMahon addressing Daniel Bryan. Uh, I guess this was a way to get, uh, Daniel Bryan off television as we had Demon Kane, um, come out 
dragging Daniel Bryan's body. Can we stop calling him Demon Kane, please? We all know it's Kane. I mean, no, I don't want the Demon Kane. I don't want the Demon Kane. Kane is fine. Kane was always fine. But anyways, moving on. It's interesting what uh, Stephanie McMahon was about to do before Kane came out dragging Daniel Bryan, which uh, le- which will lead to more questions for the next episode of Raw. Um, so it was definitely an interesting segment. Uh, this was just a way to get um, Bryan to leave the uh, Bryan to leave. Although I didn't think it was necessary since he announced he was going to get surgery. Um, so this promo wasn't bad. It was just I didn't feel it was a necessary promo. I think it was more to build up Stephanie McMahon more than anything. Um, it's just, no, no, I, that's not the way to get Daniel Bryan off television, make him look strong. And then instead you just have Kane beating him, beating up your world heavyweight champion and leaving him out to dry. Just wonderful. That's the way to build your champion. Just no, that's not how you do it. And I'm just, I'm glad that Daniel Bryan got out of there as soon as he could because the storyline wasn't getting any better. Um, it, it just wasn't, it wasn't a bad promo. It wasn't a bad promo. Sorry, but it was just, you know, it, I didn't feel it was really necessary. Um, so yeah, it was, it was just, it wasn't really a necessary promo. So the next match we had Van Dango versus Dolph Ziggler. This was a good improvement. I'm glad we're not seeing a Van Dango versus Santino Morella match again. Um, this was solid. They need to do something with Ziggler. I have a video talking about what they should do with Ziggler that you should check out on YouTube. Um, I'll I'll put a link on Twitter, and you can find that, and I'll pin the tweet. Um, but um, Van Dango versus Dolph Ziggler. This was definitely improvement. Uh, short match. Um, it was uh, just. I'm just glad that they're doing this over Van Dango versus Santino Morella. Um, not the biggest fan of Santino Morella. Um, his early his early gimmicks in 2008 were funny, but now they've kind of just like left him out to dry with some of the comedy stuff he's been getting. Um, so it's it's definitely an improvement, especially when you have Dolph Ziggler going in there. Um, but yeah, it was just filler. Uh, it was entertaining filler, but it was still filler nonetheless. So it wasn't that bad of a mash, but it was, you know, filler. Um, so the next segment we had was Hacksaw Jim Duggan coming out to for uh, promotion of Legends House. It's always great to see Hacksaw Jim Duggan come out. Um, we had a bunch of USA chants. Um, and then we had Rusev come out uh, with Lana. And it's just, uh, it looks like they're really trying to bring up the old Cold War mentality. Um, so we're going to bring back the Cold War mentality from 20 years ago. Uh, so, yeah. But it's cool to see um, that Rusev is getting new competition, but I don't like the opponent that he is facing, Big E. I don't like that. I don't think that's a good uh, opponent for Rusev yet uh, because uh, Big E is moving down on the ladder when he should be moving up after recently losing the Intercontinental title. Um, They need to find a way to get... Big E back on track because I think he's a great wrestler. You gotta give that five count gimmick back to him. It's it's a good gimmick and it works for him because of the his move set and how he wrestles. Um, but yeah, it's I I'm not I I'm glad that Rusev is getting new competition. Um, but I just wish it wasn't with Big E Langston. 
But then again, it could have, I'm at least they're going, instead of having him go straight to the main event like they did with Ryback, they have him building up through the mid card. So that's always good to see. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm just, uh, I just wish, uh, they stop going back to that cold war mentality. I know the current situation in Ukraine, um, is definitely garnering some news, but I don't really want to see that unless, uh, it's, unless just something does, goes better with this feud. Um, I just, I just worry because Rusev is the uh, Russian hero and Big E is going to be the American hero. I don't know anyone who really wins out in this feud. If Rusev, if Big E wins, then Rusev doesn't have that push that he's looking for to get himself higher. If Rusev wins, Big E doesn't get that push he's looking for to get himself higher because he's losing to a rising star, which put, plummets his stock like crazy. So this isn't really the feud that should be set up for Rusev. It should be someone else. Uh, def- not our truth and Xavier Woods again. God, no. But someone a little different. Uh, someone maybe a bit low on the card, and that's usually there. Um, it, it'd be great to have Christian. I think he's hurt or something. I think he has a concussion. Um, but um, that would be cool. Um, obviously, we won't see that because he's hurt. Um, just somebody else other than Big E. Because um, right now I'm seeing just lack of confidence in Big E, which is disappointing because he's a solid uh, big big wrestler. Um, and I want them to do more with Big E. Um, so the next uh, segment we had was Damian Sano versus Cody Rhodes. This should have been a lot better considering their match at SummerSlam, but this wasn't. Um, this was just more building up to Cody Rhodes turning heel because he did the eye rake uh, during the match. Um, so that's usually a heel tactic. So we're going to start to see the, the ripple effect, um, going into the tag team of, uh, Goldust and Cody Rhodes. Um, this, this needed more. This was not the match from SummerSlam. This is not that good at all. Sando's stock is just low and they need to do something. I mean, if you're going to have Sando's stock go low, might as well have him face Rusev and then maybe try and get him back up. Um, the difference between Sando and Big E is that Sando has been around a bit longer and has been around the roster a bit longer, while Big E is still, in my opinion, a rising star, and you can't have a rising star go against another rising star. While Sando has really kind of cemented his place, not in the mid-card, but cemented himself on the roster. Um, so I think... Uh, it should be Damian Sandow versus Rusev. This that may not be a great feud, but if you're gonna push Rusev to be better, you might as well have Sandow. If you have no lack of faith in Sandow, God knows why you would have so much lack of faith in Sandow. Um, but I saw the uh, the uh, pipe bomb he put at, on the WWE app, and I saw this match. I'm like, oh, I wonder what's gonna happen, and nothing really happened. So I don't know what they're doing. Um, they they got to build up some way for that uh, pipe bomb that he said um, at on the WWE app. If it's all if I read a news report, if it's all for the to get promotion onto the WWE app, you are wasting your time. Because I don't think people are going to care less about what happens on the WWE app. You are just wasting your time and the talent that's 
in WWE if you're trying to build it up to your network and your app. If you want people to watch your app and your network, do good stuff on your main show, not your app and your network that nobody watches. It's the main show that counts. God, I am not in a good mood today. Um, but, yeah, that's the match was just not very good. Um, should have been a lot better. Um, so then I go to the last match of the night, which was Roman Reigns versus Batista. Um, forgettable match, but what happened afterwards was the just uh, brawl outside. Um, and we had a bunch of heels coming out to beat up um, the Shield, uh, which was an interesting move. Um, so yeah, it was definitely interesting. Um, it was a good way to end the show. Um, it was it was a nice, cool little back and forth. I think this is what they're going to do to build up uh, um, the Shield and Evolution. I think they're going to build that up more so that they can fill in the uh, WWE time slot or the heavyweight championship slot. But that's my uh, honest opinion. It wasn't the best match in the world, but um, it was more what happened after the match that's really going to stick to people's heads for the next episode of Raw. So it was really just a way to end Raw to get people to uh, remember it and so that they can watch the Raw next week. Um, So yeah, that's it. That was the uh, Monday Night Raw. Uh, So uh, I'd like to thank you for listening to the Raw's Gibby podcast on Podbean and YouTube. Uh, If you'd like to... uh, tweet stuff at me you can follow me at Roz Gibby if you would like to uh, post stuff on Facebook uh, you can find me under the same name uh, so yeah thank you for uh, listening to the Roz Gibby podcast and I hope you have a good day uh, Gibby out